0: Hello, and welcome to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. I'm your host, Tracy S. Morris, fighting a cold to bring you this episode. Today, in celebration of the release of the movie Oz the Great and Powerful, we're opening our archives to bring you a rebroadcast of our very special Over the Rainbow episode of the Audio Roadshow. So sit back and listen as we bring you three excerpts from our anthology, I Should Have Stayed in Oz. If you like this book, you can find it along with many other great titles in e-format and print at Yard Dog Press. But before we get to the show, we have a couple of announcements. Gloria Oliver has signed a contract for a new fantasy novel to be published by Zumea Publications called Jewel of the Gods. The novel should see release in 2014. Ethan Nattay will be at Pulp Arc in Springdale on April 26-28. There, he will be showing a rough cut of his documentary on Robert E. Howard, the author of the Conan Saga, as well as the Princess of Mars Saga. This is the first time this documentary has been seen outside of Robert E. Howard days in Texas. Finally, Yard Dog Press will also be at Paul Bark. We hope to see you there. Then close
1: your eyes and tap your heels together three times. And think to yourself... There's no place like home. There's no place like home.
2: There's no place like home.
3: Didn't I see this in a
2: David
4: Copperfield special? Ladies and gentlemen... Boys and
1: girls... Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming here today.
3: It's the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow.
0: So anyways... Let's get down to the nitty gritty.
3: Hello, and welcome to Volume 1, Episode 3, a very special edition of the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy S. Morse. This episode will contain readings from the newest Yard Dog Press anthology, I Should Have Stayed in Oz. I Should Have Stayed in Oz is available for pre order right now from Yard Dog Press. I'd like to apologize in advance for the quality of the audio during some of these readings. Today's readings were recorded live during the actual Yard Dog Press Traveling Roadshow at Conquest in Kansas City during Memorial Day weekend. First up, Allison Stein shows you how life can be better with the Oz system in But Wait, There's More. Then, Dorothy tries to cope with post-traumatic stress syndrome and the possibility that Oz might not be really, really real in Kansas Sucks. Finally, Sherry Dean takes us to the circus for a daring rescue attempt in The Monkey Queen of Oz. And now, on with the show.
1: This is my story from the Oz Anthology. I'm <laughs> little tiny lady. And my little tiny glasses. And it's a little tiny story called, But Wait, There's More. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you feeling as if your head is stuffed full of straw? Have you lost all heart for things, people, and activities that used to fill you with joy and passion? Does <laughs> the mere thought of finding your problems and the people who caused them leave you cowering in a corner? <laughs> Has your most cherished loved one become a real rich and a stickler for rules and appearances? <laughs> Do you feel like no one truly understands you anymore? Folks, your life doesn't have to be as bleak and as boring as a gray day in Kansas. I'm Dorothy Gale, and I used to be just like you. (laughs) My life was one series of misunderstandings, mishaps, and misguided beliefs. That is, until I found Oz, Dorothy Dorothy Gale's Oz Complete Body and Soul Makeover System. (laughs) the whirlwind through a Kansas trailer park, Oz changed my life. I'm happier, I'm healthier, I look younger, and I feel like a fairy princess. I am over the rainbow with joy, and best of all, I'm more satisfied with my life, my relationships, and my home than ever before. Now, I know there's no place like home, and with the Oz Complete Body and Soul Makeover Miracle, you can too. If you've ever wondered what Oz can do for you, now's your chance. For a limited time, you can get my proven Oz Complete Body and Soul Makeover Miracle package including easy-to-follow instructions to guide you on your journey through Oz, a series of soul-searching exercises to help you explore what you really want out of life, Repetitive affirmations to help you visualize your heart's desire. A pair of stylish, one-size-fits-most sparkly shoes to get you started on the right path. They'll also reflect your newfound get-up-and-go attitude and show the world that you don't take no crap from the riches in this world who try to interfere with your plans. When you've completed your journey through the Dorothy Gales, Oz Complete Body and Make Soul Makeover Miracle Package, you'll feel as if you traveled over the rainbow and back without ever leaving your own backyard. You'll have a new outlook and a new attitude on life, love, and longevity. You'll feel like the streets are truly paved in gold and the city is simply dripping in jewels, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> your friends, your frenemies, and your family will marvel in the amazement at the brand new you. You can't afford to pass up this incredible once-in-a-lifetime offer. It'll change your life forever. If you order Dorothy Gale's Oz Complete Body and Soul Makeup and Miracle Package right now, you'll also receive my exclusive Emerald City Beauty Secrets Bonus Package. <laughs> <laughs> this limited edition offer, will make you look thinner, feel better, and seem more, youth- more youthful than ever. You can even dye your eyes to match your wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait, there's more. Call now and you'll get my Oz complete body and soul makeover system, my exclusive Emerald City Beauty Secrets Package, and my limited edition flying monkey necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Enhanced with genuine Swarovski crystal embellishments on a lifelike leather rings. <laughs> you'll be the envy of all your friends. You'll get all this if it's just three payments of twenty nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling. It's a bargain at any price. I have such faith in the power of this offer to change your life that for today only, I'll double your order at no additional charge. You just pay the additional shipping and handling. Don't delay. Call now. Disclaimer. This offer is not available in stores. Dorothy Gale, Inc., LLC does not take any responsibility for acid burns received while dissolving ditches. <laughs> <laughs> injuries sustained during wind-driven transport, <laughs> or unsightly stains caused by flying monkey poo. Side effects may include headache, listlessness, hallucinations, and or bruising. If you or your little dog experience early onset menopause or erectile dysfunction while using any working ALP LLC product, dogs are horse of a different color. No
4: warranty or guarantee is offered or implied. You get what you pay for, my little pretty, and your dog too. Mine is titled Kansas Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) They said I'd been wandering across the Grand Kansas Prairie for weeks. Auntie M took me to the new farmhouse, all the while telling me what a miracle it was that I had lived through my ordeal. I explained about Oz and all the wonderful things I'd done and seen there, but how was, I was sure glad to be home. Uncle Henry and Auntie M just got these pained expressions on their faces and, well, they might as well have just gone ahead and said, you poor, poor child, because clearly they didn't believe a word I said and thought I was an ace short of a deck. My insistence is that he um, helped me undress him into a bathtub, that it was a really, real world place didn't help. <laughs> I'm sure it seemed real, Dorothy. She patronized. Look, I said, as she let me dry off and get into one of her nightgowns. The house was gone, and it's been weeks. And Dodo and I are fine, aren't we? And my silver slippers are well gone. But that's how we got back home. And I'm so happy to be home, and enough of your wailing, Dorothy Gale. We don't have time for all your talks of being in some fancy magic place. While you've been off the lollygagging around getting one-knows-what, we had to build a new home. The rest of the farm is still in ruins, and you'll have more than your usual set of chores to do around here. We don't have ta- the time or the money for you to be sick. Not sick in body, and certainly not sick in the head. She tucked me into bed. And that was when I remembered why I wanted to go over the rainbow in the first place. Auntie M could be a real cast iron bitch. Of course, they weren't my real aunt, local, just some people who took me in when I was orphaned and don't think they didn't remind me of that plenty over the next few days. Anytime I even started to complain about how hard they were working me, they reminded me that they'd been working while I'd been off having some adventure or other. Whenever I tried to tell them just exactly what adventure I would had, they said I'd made the whole laws thing up and they didn't have time to listen to more fairy stories. It was all a lot of nonsense. That's what they called it, my nonsense. Teddy lay beside me in my bed one night, and I said to him, It was a real, real, real place, wasn't He could We couldn't have just been wandering the prairie all this time, could we? He? he looked at me, barked in response, and turned away. I got the impression that that little son of a bitch was mocking me, so I pushed it off the floor. <laughs> The farm was as screwed up as a two-peckered goat. Mm-hmm. The barn and him house were in ruins, debris lay everywhere. I was expected to help clean up the huge mess, but everything that just looked to me like a huge jigsaw puzzle with a bunch of pieces missing. It was hard to know where to start. Of course, anytime I stopped, Auntie and my Uncle Henry we were real quick to tell me what I could do next. One of my many chores was gathering the eggs and with nothing even approaching, we they really had to announce every day was an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> the hens were just laying all over the place, and my aunt and uncle insisted I find every last day. I think the hens hid them and hard to get to at places just to further confound me. Late in the afternoon, Auntie would point me in one direction or other and tell me to go off and look for stuff the store had picked up and dropped. I was too gri- I was to grab anything that looked the least bit useful. But first of all, I was, all I was really looking for were those silver slippers. The ones that could take me anywhere I wanted to go, back to Oz. Back to all my friends, away from Kansas. The more they told me that it was all in my head, and the more I remembered how much I hated Kansas and why, the more I absolutely believed that Oz was a real place. I didn't believe for a minute that it was just something my head made up. The more I told Auntie and local Hiddy about it, the more they looked at me like maybe it was time that they got them a new orphan to help out around the farm. <laughs> Most of my searches of the great colorless wasteland, which is Kansas, turned up nothing at all or small items like a piece of horse tack broken cup or tattered piece of cloth. What I always looked for and never found in those damn slippers. Okay, now well, I'm going to skip ahead here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm, are you? I'm sorry if my reading is getting in the way of your nap. No, no, no. I'm not Because you would have a sharpie and you would do all my things. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it was almost dark when I gave up and started home. She was still looking for the silver slippers. Toto leading the way. It was real, wasn't it, Toto? Wasn't it real? The bastard heard his leg and pissed out a Tumbleweed, which was stupid because it would just blow away in the next wind. So he had not marked the damn thing. <laughs> I blew away, and then went somewhere else. There, I had made wonderful friends and proved myself. I would had power, and why would I ever come back here? I think that was when the first seeds of doubt about the existence of Oz really started. Reason, we had finally crept into Oz. If I'd been there, I never would have wanted to come back to Gray, nothing, Kansas. I never would have left Oz in a million billion years, would I? Bantian met me at the door. You're late. Right. No dinner for you, young lady. Okay, let me skip again. The wrong, the wrong, the wrong. <laughs> 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 okay, um, is talking. He says, I don't know where you were or what happened to you, but my guess is that you were hurt and some fever. People doing strange things when they take sick. I nodded. Part of me knew that made a lot more sense than I went to a magical land, but I wasn't quite ready to let go. And like most any person who believes something that they can't prove, I dug my heels in and just didn't allow reason to sway me. It had felt real, and if it wasn't real, then I had nothing, no hope. Where had I been all that time? And what had I do if I hadn't been in Oz? Then where was I? So part of me knew that it was a lost cause, but I doubled my effort to find those damn slippers. And me and Henry weren't bad people, it's just hard-working, honest folks with no patience at all for anything that smacked or the fanciful. In short, they were absolutely the two most boring people that you'd ever want to meet. They might as well have been Quakers. They tried, they grew tired of quick, quickly of my stories of Oz and asked me to keep them to myself when we were in town or at church. Other people don't care a about your nonsense, Dorothy Gale, and Kim would tell me. Toto so was always a good listener. I wish there was some way for him to talk. They can tell me one way or other where we had been and what we would really done. But he was just a dumbass dog now that we were back in Kansas. And Oz, he at least done some really smart and great things. Now, he was all about eating scraps and licking his nuts. <laughs> Which, when I think about it, more or less proves there was no Oz. I mean... Why would my dog get stupid again? <laughs> I ran a little nuts, I guess. They started sticking pins and needles in my head. I did it in private, knowing that people, what people would think. And it would, it would make me feel so better for a while, but eventually... I put way too many pins in my scalp, and I guess some started to lose infection. And that's when Annie noticed. Child, what is that on your head? I tried to stop her from looking, but she jerked me close, and When she saw the numbers of pins and needles stuck in my scalp, she cried out, My Lord in heaven, what's wrong with you, child? <laughs> I tried to explain as Uncle Henry went to town to get the doctor. I sat on a chair in the kitchen table as the doctor worked with tweezers, pulling the pins and needles from my head, dressed the moons with iodine, which stung like a bitch. Gotta tell ya. Dorothy, girl, can you tell me why you did this to yourself? I shrugged, reluctant to tell him since he'd only really think I was crazier than you already did. There has to be a reason. I can't find my silver shoes, I yelled, driving the tweezers into my head as he tried to pull one of the pins out. I calmed down because that hurt a lot. <laughs> can I speak with Dorothy alone? The doctor asked the intimidated Uncle Henry. Uncle Henry nodded in silence and pulled them out of the room. What are those? These silver slippers, Dorothy, they're magic. They can get me out of here, out of Kansas. Take me back to Oz. Mm -hmm. Why did you put pins in your head? Because that's what the wizard did to the scarecrow to make him smarter. He put pins in his head. I thought if I was smarter, that I could find the silver shoes. (laughs) He was silent for a moment, continuing to pull the pins from my hand. Then he said, Dorothy, do you really believe you want a magic land? I took a deep breath and let it out. I. I thought so. I don't know anymore. If I wasn't, then where was I? And why did it feel so real? Tell me about your dream, Dorothy. I told him in detail. It took a while. And then I told him he finished pulling it, taking the pins out of from my head and cleaning the doctor in my wounds. When they had both finished what we were doing, he said, Dorothy, I can see here, you he pointed to a big scar on my head, under my ear. but you've had some head injury. My scientific guess would be that you were probably knocked out. You were most likely unconscious for a long time, and when you woke up, you didn't know who you were. It's a condition called amnesia, this magic land. You must have dreamt it while you were here, and somewhere you knew you had to get home. And when you did, you remembered who you were. It seemed so real, Doctor. seemed like I was there, like I was doing all those things. We still don't really know why people dream, Dorothy, but some scientists are suggesting that our dreams are trying to solve problems in our real life. Maybe you need to think about what your dreams are trying to tell you. Obviously, this Oz dream brought you back to your living room, to your home. Be reasonable, Dorothy. Did sticking pins in your head make you smarter? <laughs> <laughs> no, it sure feels better now with them gone, I said honestly. Tell the truth, Dorothy. Is there a magical place called Oz? No, I said, though I don't know whether I believed it yet, I was just trying to make him happy. As I lay in my bed the next morning trying to remember my dream and think of what I might be t- what it might be telling me, I could hear them talking about me. Was I really crazy? <laughs> was I ever going to be all right? How the hell had they gotten saddled with this whack job kid? <sighs> Is a state institution the way to go? After all, they could send me there and it wouldn't cost them anything. <laughs> I started to think, really think about what the doctor had told me. If my dreams were trying to solve my real problems, then what did my house dream really mean? Not that I wanted to go home. I hated it here. It just brought, brought me here because there was no place else for me to go. In the dream, I walked on that road, trying to get to be the Emerald City. I was always walking, trying to get someplace. There were all sorts of things that tried to stop me, and what did I do? I smiled, and when I was in Oz, when things got in our way, we killed them. <laughs> Cow, she won't work herself, you know. Come in, little <laughs> Uh
2: This is from the new, uh, I should have seen in Oz, uh, anthology. It's called The Monkey Queen of Oz. <laughs> All right, you hairy little monsters. I know you can hear me. One of you would better stop talking i was crouched next to a cage of monkeys and had been trying to get one of them to fess up about oz for so long my legs had begun to cramp twenty-four chocolate brown eyes had stared at me but the twelve faces they were attached to you never made a peep in the hour i tried to stay hidden but still interrogate them they didn't recognize me it had been years since i'd seen them years since i'd had my adventures in oz and couldn't wait to get home now i was just looking for a way back back to oz since my return from Oz, I've been unhappy, unable to settle back into the gray world with its gray landscape, grey farms, grey way of living. I longed for the colorful world of Oz, where creatures and plants spoke and every day brought a new friend or a problem to solve. I've grown since then, now a young woman whom the locals sometimes whispered, that crazy gale girl, as I passed them on the way to the tiny town nearby. They'd sneered when I first tried to tell them what had happened. Annie M and Uncle Henry never said a bad word, but I could tell that they were indulging me. The only one who knew the truth was Toto, and he died last year of old age. Aunt Em and Uncle Henry had gotten older, too. Henry did less and less on the farm and relied more on his farm hands. Aunt Em, inwardly despairing that I'd ever find a husband, giving my history and questionable sanity, had insisted that I get an education so I'd be able to support myself as a teacher or governess when the day came they'd no longer be able to they'd no longer be able to. She had also been the one to suggest we travel north early spring of 1853 to witness the incorporation of Kansas City as an official city. Kansas City, (laughs) woo-woo! Kansas City did not quite compare to the color and beauty of the great emerald city of Oz, but it had a good running start. All manner of people had turned out for the dedication, from politicians with starch starch shirts to farming families like my own, wearing their faded but Sunday best. There were street vendors and the evening festivities promised a circus and a fireworks show. I was especially excited about the circus. The wonderful wizard of Oz, formerly of Omaha, had preceded my departure from Oz by several days, and I knew he'd wanted to go back to being a balloonist for the circus again upon his return. If I could find him, if he was here, maybe he'd have a way to send me back to Oz.'" Uh, let's see if there's a good part where I can skip. Okay, um, we can scooch to... More uh,
1: monkeys.
2: I'm getting to the monkeys. Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's my story's got monkeys in it. Uh, she, she wanders through uh, some of the, the background here just to see the attractions and things. Uh, a large shrine next to the false Front informed visitors of the next showtime as well as attractions that could be viewed beforehand, such as exotic animals and the Congress of New oddities. This sounded like what the old wizard had spoken about, and I just knew he'd be here. I grasped the handle of this big door, and I skipped. And with a slight click, the door opened, and I entered. I just began walking the maze of canvas tents when I saw my first denizen of the circus. He was a tiny man, so small at first. I thought him to be one of the performer's children, possibly playing cookie from school or from practice. When he pulled a cigar from his dainty waistcoat pocket, struck a match, and started puffing, I realized this was not a child, but a tiny man, much like the munchkins I first encountered in Oz. He turned to stare at me, and later to the point of being rude before he spoke. "'What do you do back here, young lady? The show doesn't start for another few hours!' (laughs) I was surprised by the strength of his voice, slightly tinny with an echoing boom, as if used to shouting commands at a great distance." I tried to match the surety of his voice in reply. I'm just looking for someone, actually. A friend I haven't seen in quite some time. What makes you think he's here? He flies balloons for promotion of circuses and county fairs, like the big red one over there. I pointed. I saw the storefront and thought I'd take a chance. Young ladies like yourself shouldn't take chances. You never know what could happen to a pretty young thing as yourself. You might just disappear. Take some advice from mister Large, as he thumbed his lapel, his voice dropped, as low as his tenor could manage, and I see the boot. I think you should go. Giving uneasy, I took a few steps back before I spun on my heel and hurried away. This mister Large, as he called himself, looked like a munchkin, but he sure didn't act like one. Once he was out of sight I changed directions and slipped around a canvas covered corner, found myself among the wild animals. The animals were mostly quiet with the occasional snuffing of air or raised head to stare as I walked past, i could identify most of the creatures from my study days at school although a few i couldn't name i moved slowly as not to spook them as i passed and looked cautiously in each steel-barred prison there was a crowd of ponies several long-legged ostriches giraffes and zebras two large elephants each bearing a leg chain hammered into the ground lay in the dust and flipped away gnats with their leathery ears a sad grizzled old lion stared from behind bars at me and i felt pity pity for him and all the others that were trapped here even if i didn't find the wizard i would ha- find a way to help these poor beasts as i made my way through the end of the row i saw a large high-ceilinged cage like a giant aviary for the world's largest parakeet but there were no birds inside There were monkeys, monkeys with
3: wings.
2: (laughs) My hands fluttered up in surprise and excitement. One to my throat in shock, the other to cover my mouth to prevent the scream that was building from popping out and alerting any circus folk. My thoughts swirled. I was delighted to see my friends the monkeys at the thought of real-life proof of my time in Oz. I also felt sadness, though, at seeing such free-spirited creatures in an oversized birdcage in the shabby way they lived. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see if we can uh, get down. Um, she's, she's looking at the monkeys. She's trying to talk to them. I stood next to the bars and whispered to the monkeys, but they seemed not to hear me. They paced and made short hops to little perches in the cage higher up, or jumped at ropes higher still. They milled the about in agitation and glanced furtively. Perhaps they were trying to tell me something? I decided to go around to the back of the cage, closer to it, but out of plain sight for anyone coming through the area. I tried to tuck my dress under me and kneel down without getting dirty and succeeded in plunking flat on my front it. Oh, well. <laughs> in for a penny, and for pad. While I rearranged my skirt folds, I heard two voices coming close to the cage. I froze and held my breath, hoping I wouldn't be seen. You know how he gets. <coughs> Excuse me. You know how he gets we don't want him upset, or it'll we giant dust storms all over again, said a voice I recognized as the unfortunately named the. Large, He and a mountain of a man were passing so close, I could have reached out and touched their shoes, had I been stupid enough to do so. I know, but we've gone over the place a dozen times looking for this girl. How did a girl hurt him? Answered answered who i now knew as mr little he's got the travel suit on and all the talismans i thought he was unstoppable that's a track his sister from the west fell into never trust the one who looks innocent and helpless enough jock laughing I mean, we've got to find her said mr large they continued to stomp through the animal yards sister from the west can he really mean the wicked witch i hadn't meant to kill her and it had just happened thanks to a bucket of wa- wash water I wasn't going to let her kill me then, and I certainly did not intend for the unnamed man searching for me to do it now. I had to get more information. I leaned closer to the monkeys, begging, please, fellas, I can really use your help right now. One monkey slid down from a higher perch and gave a signal, a single hoot sound, to the other tire up. He leaned in forward, a tired look on his free face. He pursed his lips and uttered one word, <laughs> then laughed. When the checklist from the others died down, the older monkey spoke, I must apologize, but we had to make certain of two things. One, the coast was clear, and two, that you were who we presumed you to be. You rascals. He spoke again. Listen sharp, for we don't have much time. How are
1: we doing on time? Well, five minutes after.
2: Oh, right, we'll
3: stop it there. And we don't have a whole lot. I know. you enjoyed this very special episode of the yard dog press audio road show these stories and more will be available within the next few months from yard dog press i should have stayed in oz will also have a sister anthology available on kindle format entitled i didn't quite make it into oz featuring stories that the editor liked but didn't quite make it into the oz anthology to pre-order I should have stayed in Oz or learn more about I didn't quite make it into Oz, visit Yard Dog Press at YardDogPress.com. i I got a great lineup of readings for you next month. If everything goes the way I want it to, Jody Lynn and I and Jerry Davis will both be reading from their Bubba's of the Apocalypse anthology stories. And Selena Rosen will be reading from an exclusive serialized short story written just for us. Well, written just for somebody else, but we got it. Na-na-na-na-na. Until then, just remember this. Just because he says he represents the Lollipop Guild does not mean that you have to take the candy.
0: Hey, God! This is even better than a DuckTales episode, brain! You've been listening to the Yard Dog Press Traveling Roadshow Podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals expressing them, and not of Yard Dog Press as a whole. The stories that have been read are the intellectual properties of their respective creators and Yard Dog Press.
2: let go. So...